Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit This is Jenny Allen, and you are listening to the Made for This podcast. We would like to thank Pros for their continued support. Pros knows there's more to you than just your hair type. Go to pros.com slash made for this to take your free in-depth hair quiz and get 15% off your first order today. Really, we are a sum of many parts. There are lots of parts of us. And that sum equals a very, very unique individual. That when all your parts are tied up together, there's nobody else on earth like you. And I know a lot of us heard that when we were growing up as some like motivational speech about ourselves that we felt special. And I, I definitely think a lot of us feel a little too special about ourselves. So I'm not suggesting we're the center of any universe. However, we are put on purpose on this earth by God for great purposes. And when you think about that, that he uniquely placed you and made you, doesn't that make you curious of for what? (laughs) For what purposes? And I think what we've been also conditioned to think that I hope this season is fighting in you is that there is one purpose for you, just one. (laughs) That's not true. I don't know where we got that. The reality is, as we've talked about, there will be several different times and callings in your life that your gifts, your passions, your threads show up. And what this is hopefully doing for you is giving you a framework to make decisions. We're all pretty familiar with the grief cycle, like the five points of grief, denial and anger and sadness and all the different things. Well, maybe about a decade ago, they added this like sixth step of the grieving process. And it was living a life of meaning. It was taking all the pain that you've been mm-hmm. in this like grief cycle. <laughs> yeah, right. And it, it's, if you look at the chart, it's like the grief cycle, it's circle. And then there's like a little cleft off the side because it it kind of ejects you out of the grief cycle when you're in a really healthy place around it and gives you meaning and purpose. And that comes from taking all the pain that you've been through and being able to reach back and say, oh, me too. Let me show you how. Let me show you how to make it a little bit easier. Let me show you how to sit in the pain and not let it crush you. And I think that for many women who were just like, man, am I ever going to get over this? Like many men too, am I ever going to get over this? Is it is this going to consume me for the rest of my life? I think the real question that we should be asking is how can God use this? What can I do to reach back? And again, when we've gotten to a healthy place, because we've all seen the people on Instagram and Facebook that's spilling their guts out from a bitter place and it's weird, okay? It gets awkward <laughs> for everybody real quick, okay? But when we get to, to stable places, to I like to call them hope-filled places, when you can take your pain and be hopeful about it, then I think we have the opportunity to reach back and live a real life of meaning and purpose. And that doesn't mean exhaust yourself. It doesn't mean wearing your pain as a badge of honor. What it means is saying, look at what God has done. I have the confidence that if he did it for me, he can do it for you and he'll do it again and again and again. And the humility that he'll use me to spread that message.
you know, at the very beginning of this journey, this brand new life, this journey that I've been on the last four and a half years, I was able to see that the loss of Andrew and what happened to our family was so much bigger than me. It was so yeah. much bigger than Andrew. And I had people stopping me at the boys at their school, at the school drop-off saying, hey, you know, I was blogging, I was writing, I was being really authentic and transparent with the things that I was learning about suicide. I was willing to say the word suicide. I had a mom stop me um, just a month, maybe a month and two my loss and said, hey, thank you so much for that blog post you wrote. Because of it, my husband checked himself into rehab this morning. Wow. People messaging me on yes. social media and messaging me, you know, on my email and sending handwritten letters saying your public grief has saved my life. Like, And so I was just able to see, you know, I was able to zoom out right away, really, and see like, whoa, 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 this is so much bigger than me. And that God's already at work to redeem this story. Um, he could never restore all that was lost, but he was at work to redeem it. And I just got to play a small part in that redemption. And it's been a really beautiful, painful, wonderful, terrible, you know, it's all of it. I never want to share my story without emotion. I never want to yeah. share my story and be detached from it. So it's so important to me that it's still raw and real. And like that really happened. That was really yeah. my life. I was really Andrew's wife and that horrible, terrible thing really happened. And all this good has also come from it too. I know that you are God who says, cast all your anxieties on me. I know that you are God who sent Jesus, who said, I am your peace and peace I leave you and let not your hearts be troubled, but like my heart is troubled and I don't think I can do anything about it. Like I can't untangle it. I can't get it untroubled. And so, you know, what does it look like to move that from this head knowledge of like, I know that this is what the Bible says, and I believe what the Bible says to be true, but like, that is not what I feel in a way that's like deeply impacting my yeah. life, my decision making. And I think we so often think that like happiness is the end goal or a changed mm. circumstance is the end goal. Like we say mm -hmm. like, okay, God, I surrender and I trust you. But there's that like false theology back there that says, and like now because I surrendered and trusted you, mm. things things are gonna shift and it's gonna be better. And it is gonna be better on like a heart level. Mm. But circumstantially, I mean, we, we know that's not true. The changed circumstance isn't the prize. Jesus is the prize. More of Jesus now and like yeah. more of him in eternity. And I just think we surrender because we want more of him and like mm -hmm. he is faithful to give that even when the outward circumstance like gets worse man i know there are people listening that are going through all sorts of things and their prayer is that their circumstance would change and like i get that because i pray there are a lot of circumstances in my life that aren't pretty that i pray will change i pray for healing for people that yeah. i love deeply and I pray for safety and protection and wisdom for my kids. You know, I'm going to keep praying those prayers. But at the end of the day, that's not mine to control, right? And my surrender has invited Jesus into my life in a different way. And like, I would stake my life on promising anybody listening that like more of Jesus is worth it. Even if the circumstance gets worse and worse and worse and worse. When I went to Haiti, Jenny, they say of the Haitians, they say, you know, they're 60% Catholic, 40% Protestant, and 100% Voodoo. 
meaning like voodoo infiltrates so much of all religion there in Haiti. And they said they believe in God, they just think he's slow. And so when, when a child is sick or something, they may turn to a witch doctor or voodoo priest to try to make their, their child better. And, and, and that was just being exposed to that culture. I was like, man, this is crazy. I don't understand. Like, how could you think this? And then I came back to America and I'm like, you know, America is some percentage Catholic, some percentage Protestant and 100 percent materialistic. You know, we're a hundred percent greedy. Yeah. We believe in God. We just think he's slow. And so yeah. we're going to try to write a check to, you know, speed him up. We're going to try to throw money at something to speed him up. And I think most of us don't even think about how that is something that the enemy's dragging right. us to. And it may not be this catastrophic, tragic moment in your faith. You may yeah. just move to this place of just apathy, where you go and you try to spend time with God in the morning, but your mind is racing around all of these things and you can't find that private space and you don't know what to write down and you go to pray, but God feels far and you're just kind of tripping over all of this and clumsy and you're like, no, but I'm a Christian, but I'm a Christian, but you don't have any real relationship with God because your life is full of the distractions of this world. And so this book that we're talking about, it's really for someone that says, hey, I want to be an actual disciple. It's not for everybody. It it really isn't. It's for someone who says, hey, I want to grow as a follower of Jesus. I want to take my faith seriously. And I'm tired of being pressed into uh, this place of apathy. I'm tired of settling for something lukewarm when God has called me to more. I love Pro's Hair Care because it is custom to my hair, smells amazing, and I see results that just keep getting better. I personally use their Botanica fragrance, which is like this clean, kind of earthy, eucalyptus-y smell in my unique formula and my shampoo and the conditioner. And my hair has been shinier and smoother and softer, and I can't stop talking about it. We've teamed up with Pros, and they are offering 15% off your first order at pros.com slash made for this. Pros believes that there is more to you than just your hair type, and they've given over a million consultations with this in-depth hair quiz. So you take this quiz that asks questions like, your zip code, your eating habits, do you exercise? What's the weather like based on your zip code? Do you use a lot of product or heat on your hair? Do you color color your hair? Like all different kinds of things. And then they analyze all of those different answers and determine a unique blend of ingredients to treat my exact hair concerns. Every month you can review and refine your custom formula. And so if for any reason something changes, your hair color, your diet even, you can tweak it and make it different from box to box. If you're not 100% positive Pros is the best hair care you've had, they'll take all of the products back, no questions asked. Pros is the healthy hair regimen with your name all over it. Take your free in-depth hair consultation and get 15% off your first order today. Go to pros.com slash made for this. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash made for this for your free in-depth hair consultation and 15% off. Visibility can be different forms of visibility. It's not just, you know, a few thousand followers on Instagram. This is also, if you're leading anywhere in your life, you're visible and there's a pressure on you. And and so what do you recommend for people that find themselves in, in that season? Yes. You know, my recommendation is actually theological. 
because I think that's something that we have to resolve in our own hearts. God is infinite, we agree, and God is omnipresent. He can be everywhere at the same time. So a God who is infinite and a God who is omnipresent is equally present in every moment. Our greatest shout doesn't thicken him. Our greatest doubts don't thin him. Visibility doesn't expand him. Invisibility doesn't shrink him. So theologically, if God is equally present in every moment, what that does is it levels all moments. It makes us realize that being on a stage doesn't mm-hmm. increase God, that being hidden in a mm, back room doesn't decrease God. So it levels all moments, and we realize that if He's equally present in every moment, then what happens is it elevates all moments. That means that every moment has equal potential to be sacred. So whether we are diapering a baby right now, whether we are paying taxes, whether we are teaching or preaching, whether we're weeping with grief, God is equally present in that moment, and every moment has the same potential to be lived with Him and for Him, to be loved by Him, to love Him. So if we settle that, if we believe that, then these leaders in these moments of visibility know that God doesn't like them more when they're holding a mic, and God isn't disappointed in them when they were passed over for that opportunity. They are God's beloved, and His present is equal. And when we believe that, we view quote-unquote opportunities differently. It just becomes a matter of Jesus is following you, leading me here, because you are more important, Jesus, than any platform. I think He's looking for a generation that's more consumed with whom they're following than where they're going. He's looking for a generation that's more consumed with their company, capital C, God, than their scenery. And we have been so distracted and driven by our scenery that we are losing our first love. And if we lose that, then we lose all. Some people describe their interactions with God that more narrative. Like I said to God, like, you know, no way. And he said, Yahweh. And like, <laughs> like it's a conversation. For me, it's more of a uh, knowing what the authoritative word of God said. I'm like a Bible verse guy. But I also write books and I never put any Bible verses in it because I know what I'm supposed to do. I want to talk to the guy at the tire store. I want that guy to feel welcome. And I just assume somebody that's in their second year of seminary will know where the story is I'm telling is, but I'm not trying to be right. I'm trying to be Jesus. And he always Mm -hmm. just made it a simpler, more authentic version that's accessible. Like he points to two sheep and he says, it's like one of those gets away. And everybody goes, I know exactly what that's like. (laughs) I think simple is my resting position. Sometimes (laughs) distraction could be uh, people that are, could be uh, perhaps hypercritical of one another. It's almost like where the guards of our faith are actually the prisoners of it. I've wondered if uh, sometimes in somebody's zeal to uh, make sure somebody else is following what they should be doing, they kind of lose their own way. And so I just haven't been influenced when somebody pointed a bony finger in my direction. Uh, and I'm not saying go uh, go light on either doctrine or on uh, mistakes that people made, but just be a safe place. Yeah. Be Switzerland, man. Give me a 
bar of chocolate and a bobsled. I just want to be a people where a place where people could come and they'd feel safe. And then you can actually do some stuff that's really worthwhile. I have a lot of thoughts. I just keep them in my thought bubble. And yep. that's a little bit of James like to watch this tongue of yours because I got a fast tongue. I don't want to be the guy that's doing that. I want to be someone safe where we can continue the adventure, continue the conversation together and just kind of say like, hey, let's just dive in. I don't know, who cares what I think? Like, do, have you ever found a verse that helped you understand that better? Uh, mm. To kind of point it back towards that rather than a Bob, like, and what I think, it, you can divide that by a really big number and you should divide it by a bigger number. Uh, but to say, what does God say about that? And be like, now we got a conversation. Was there ever a time since like walking with Jesus that you did disqualify yourself in your head? Oh yeah. <laughs> well, first of all, not only did I disqualify myself, but I ejected myself essentially out of Christianity. I was like, it's over. I'll never work for a church again. I'm divorced. I'm a little ratchet. I'm a little wild. I'm kind of drinking a little bit. And this was after I had been a youth pastor, gotten ordained, was speaking in schools. I get a divorce. I transition out of this, this church and I'm like, it's over. Like my ministry days are over. And it's so crazy because I get a random call. This is what happens, right? Like you disqualify yourself and God's like, watch me work. I get a call. Someone's like, Hey, we're wanting to have someone come in for a brainstorming meeting at North Point Ministries. Do you want to come in? I'm like, Nope, I'm done with the church. And it really was self-sabotage. I wasn't done with the church. I just felt that they were done with me. And so, because I believe that and they, meaning they, God, they pastors, like they're all done with me. It's okay. And God was just like, no, bring your behind here. I go to that meeting. I end up connected to North Point. I still wake up every day and I'm like, Lord, don't let me mess this up. You know, I'm a little wild. And <laughs> just like, watch me work, like watch me do what I do best. And I, I think that, you know, we've all been there in some ways. I think the key is for us just to not get ahead of the redemptive work of God by self-sabotaging and discounting ourselves. To live the life that he's called you to do, it is a race, it is an adventure. And I believe it takes turns that I never saw coming, bad and good turns that I never saw coming. But all of them, all these turns typically just bring me back to God, bring me back to dependence, bring me back to prayer, bring me back to needing him. And the reality is it's usually when I feel tangled up because of sin or fear, when I don't know what to do, when I feel like I'm in the pit and I'm on the side of the road that I need God the most. And so many of you are there. You're you're in the side of the road, you're in the pit, you don't know what to do still. And I just wanna say the best thing you can do today is to ask God, what do I do? What do you want me to know? And what do you want me to do? So simple. And in my experience, he's showed me. Now he may not show you today. It might be weeks from now. And you have to keep putting yourself out there and asking people, what do you, what do you see? What do you think? But he loves us to need him and to ask him and to show us exactly where we're supposed to be and what we're supposed to be doing. Hey, did you know that you can text Jenny and I and we actually read your text messages and we try to respond as many as we can, but it is just like such a fun way for especially you guys, our podcast fam, to ask questions. We send out ideas and stuff for you guys all the time to vote on. So we really consider our, what we call texties, our inner circle of the podcast. If you want to join, get out your phone. You're going to type the word podcast in the message part to the number 214-225-6267. 
We'll see you next time for another episode of the Made for This podcast. You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs>